Let me just say a few things uh, to you. And uh, uh, up here now, over here. <laughs> like the kids taking pictures. Squeak, 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 squeak. Uh, let me just say a few things uh, to you tonight, and then we'll see where we go from there. And uh, uh, about, you know, there's something about um, succeeding in life, about, about making things work in life, that uh, one of the key components to that is the C word, <laughs> commitment. How many know if you uh, want to do well in life in any field, you have to be committed to it, right? Whether, whether you're talking about uh, sports, if you're going to go far in athletics, you have to be very committed to your skill, to your training, to, uh, you know, for those who go far, you know, with certain people with, uh, say, a lot of natural athleticism, they may go on a, a, a certain ways without being really committed because they can handle that. But if anyone who goes all the way, who goes to the professional level and even is a top person in the professional level, they are crazy committed to what they do, to their, their regimens, their training, their, and so forth. They're, they are committed. That, that's, that's why they, they succeed in that area. But you could talk about uh, so many things. If you're a, if you're a musician and you want to really do well playing a, playing a musical instrument, you're gonna need to be committed to it, all right? Again, there are those that do enough to get, to get by. There are those that'll do a, a, enough to be somewhat useful. And then there, is, there are others who take these things to a whole nother level, and, and they'll, they'll succeed. Likewise, you could talk about your, you know, your career. You could talk about physical, uh, you know, fitness and so forth, um, take some commitment to be, to be successful at it, you know? Has anyone ever tried a diet half committed? <laughs> I'm starting this new diet, you know? Or, or you, it's your friend that did it. And, uh, and they say, hey, I'm starting this new diet. And then like two days later, you see them eating one of those forbidden foods that's not on the list. What do you do? I thought, well... It's just this once, you know, I mean, <laughs> I've been, I, I, it's my cheat day <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> How many know that person? Not going to really probably get the results that uh, they want. They wanted at the beginning. There's a, there's a level of commitment that is needed to make things succeed. Okay. Everybody with me? Yeah. Now, how many can see where I'm going? When you talk about the things of God, that is also an essential component. We must have, we must be committed to certain elements of things, even in God, um, in order to make this relationship work. We know it starts with a, a, a faith commitment. We say Jesus is Lord, and that's what gets you saved. But, you know, people are more or less committed to prayer more or less committed to certain spiritual disciplines, 
more or less committed, even, now this is something we all want, but we don't all do it, even to outcomes. Uh, there is something about the, the commitment to a desired result that needs to be present in order for us to then, leading up to it, do what's necessary to obtain and retain the necessary components that produce that result. Having a goal, having a, which would be the promise, which would be the fulfillment of God, something God said to us, having that goal is essential, but being committed to the, the, the outcome is different than just a general commitment to God. You understand what I'm talking about? You can say, well, I'm committed to the Lord. I love the Lord. Jesus is truly my Savior. But then we could still miss out on many of the things that ideally would be a part of our day-to-day and our whole life here on earth because we're not committed to seeing them come to pass. What do I mean not committed to it? We may take a, a swath at it, we may throw up a prayer, we may make a, a confession or two, we may, you know, desire it on some level, but if there's no immediate change, result, manifestation, then there's kind of a giving up, a letting loose of that end result. Amen. If you would, go turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. You might, you might be familiar with this passage. Uh, but I want, I want you to think about your commitment in this regard for a moment. If I'm going to get results, for, for example, in healing, be, I need to be committed to the healing. Not in the theory, not in the, just the overarching, I believe that the Lord still heals today. Well, that's fine, that's true, but that's wimpy. That's not gonna produce very many results. I believe the Lord still heals today. Wow, you're a half a step above a Baptist. No, I mean, serious. I'm, what I mean is that theology that says, that says those things don't happen. We believe they do happen. I know, but that's not going to make it happen for you. It's just going to make you say, praise God, when you hear of someone else getting it. I need to be beyond praise God that someone else got it some, somewhere to a point where it is real in me and I'm committed to personally experiencing it. I don't know if you've ever noticed that sometimes if you're not personally committed to the outcome, you'll let your life exist without the result. And you'll think, well, I don't know why. I just didn't get that. I'm still, I'm still trusting God. Usually you're not. You've let it go. You've learned to adapt to a lifestyle with an, with an affliction. <laughs> When we're committed to the outcome, it guides our days. It guides our thoughts. It, it challenges our pursuits. 
So when we praise, we do it with a different uh, substance behind it. We do it because we're going after something and we will not be denied. If you seek to hear the Lord or have direction for your life, right? You seek a word from God. By the way, a word from God changes everything. When you personally hear from the Lord, doubt is dispelled. The devil can do nothing with you. But when you're committed to hearing from God, um, then the, the result, th- that commitment will produce the result. Uh, you, you, could, you could say this in, in, in different areas. You could talk about being uh, committed to, to seeing fruit, having a fruitful ministry. Uh, bless God, we're going to do this. We're going to put our hand to the plow, and we are going to see changed lives. We are going to see salvations. We are going to see the gifts of the Spirit. We are going to see the work of God go forward. Committed to the outcome, not just, okay, I'll do what I, I'll, you know, I'll do my work. I'll do what's necessary. Look at Matthew 7. Um, let me say this before, I, before we read. When I hear from, at, from, at times... People say, when you give a good exhortation, a good teaching about what we should do to see the desired results, and people say, well, I did that. In essence, they're saying, I did that and it didn't work. I question their commitment to what they did. I'm not saying they didn't do that on some level, I question the intensity, the commitment, the the absolute certainty with which they did that. If the doing of that, whatever the that is, and hopefully it's a it's a verse, if they did a that, the outcome is guaranteed. Otherwise, why did you do the that? If we're doing what the Lord said, because it will produce what we want then we can never be stop in the middle and say, well, I did that, but I didn't get that. Because that throws God's integrity into question. I would rather say, well, I thought I did that or I attempted to do that, but we're not impugning the Lord for a lack of results. <laughs> well, I believe that it didn't work. Sorry, I'm not going with that. I'm not about to... I'm not about to point my finger at God and say, Jesus, I know you said this in your word, but I just talked to a guy and it didn't work. And so I'm believing him or her over you. No. I'm going to go back and question our end and say, well, were you really committed to what you did? And if you were committed, then art, then you are because it's not a short term. It's, it's a God said, so he said it. I believe it. I'm committed to it. How long? Well, forever, because I'm guaranteed the results. God Almighty on the throne backs up his word. If he doesn't do what he said he would do, all things blow apart because the scripture says all things are held together by his word. So if his word is not 
accurate or full of integrity, then everything blows up. We wouldn't even be having this conversation if God was a liar. Because I'm guaranteed the outcome based on what God has said, I am committed to see it. Never going to give up on it. It absolutely will be. So I can't say, well, I did that and it didn't work. Hallelujah, hallelujah. See, that messes with my, my, my mind. Good. We need the word of God to mess with our thinking. It, it'll, it'll get in there and mess with it and then a light will come on. And when the light comes on, everything works. When we see it, we get it. Okay, Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone, everybody say everyone. Who asks, receives, and he who seeks, you could just say everyone there as well. He who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. All right. Think about the one phrase. Uh, think about the phrase seeking for a bit. Seek and you will find. Seek. Everyone who seeks finds. Everyone who seeks finds. Now watch. watch. That is not a, a broad stroke guarantee that everybody who seeks anything will find what they're looking for. Sometimes people seek things that don't exist. If you're seeking something that isn't, <laughs> then there's no guarantee that you're going you're gonna to find. In fact, you can find different scriptures. Even, even the book of Revelation tells us there's coming a day when people will seek death and not find it. So that's not a contradiction to what Jesus said. But when we're, when we're talking about seeking, whatever you seek, you will find that speaking of in the, in the realm of God, seeking him, seeking for what, him for what does exist, okay? Generally, if, if I say, I want water, I'm not saying, what's the quickest route to the desert? You know, you would go to where water is plentiful, rather than go to where it's not plentiful. Uh, if I'm seeking, I need to know that I'm seeking the right thing, but I'm going to the right place. And our seeking, of course, is of the Lord, and he has really set us up to, to succeed in our seeking. The seeking is a God idea, and being committed to the, to the degree that we are Committed to finding, this is of God. If you, if you read um, over, uh, I think Paul was talking in the, uh, in the book of Acts in the 17th chapter, and he was getting kind of deep a little bit with these folks because they were such philosophers and so mental. But he, he basically said how, he said, God has set everyone up. He has, he has in essence, um, contributed to where people live on the planet. He talked about the bounds of their habitation. And, uh, and he said that the Lord did this so that people would seek him and find him. So the Lord works behind the scenes in order to set us up to find him. The, the short answer in scripture is this. 
you'll find it Old Testament and New. Maybe we'll read some scriptures, but uh, Old Testament and New, that, that if a person will seek the Lord, they will find him. They will. If someone says, well, I, don't, I don't even know if these things are real. I don't e-. Well, you've got God's guarantee. If you will seek him, you will find him. It, it, listen, if, if you have unbelieving friends or questioning friends and so forth, and they say, I don't really know about this, you can give them this guarantee. You can. You say, if you will seek God, genuinely seek God, he guarantees that you'll find him. Well, I don't even know where. That's not your concern. Where is he? Well, he's everywhere, but that's not the issue. If you will seek him, he has promised to reveal himself to you. Yeah. Now, if that's true for someone who doesn't even know him yet, how much more for those who are already found, who already know him, at least on some level, uh, is it a one-time deal? Well, now you already found the Lord. Now you're on your own. No, there is a commitment to finding. Well, I saw it and I didn't found. No, we seek until we find. Because how many know, even as believers, we know the Lord. So in one sense, we don't seek him like an unbeliever does. But there are still things in God. We, we could talk about the face of God. We could talk about the will of God. We could talk about his plan and purpose and direction for our life. We still need to seek God. Yeah? And so, so how much do I seek him? Just until you find what you're looking for. Not, to, not seek it to see if you'll find I'm going to seek to see if there's anything there. No, there's something there. It's just a commitment that says, I'm seeking until I find him. It's a commitment to my healing. I'm going to believe God until I, until I feel change, until I see change. I'm going to get this because it's who I am in Christ and so forth. We could say it like this. If someone can't walk, they say, I am going to seek God until I walk. I'm, going, I'm committed to walking. I'm committed to it. In God, I'm committed to walking. If someone has a trouble hearing, I'm committed to hearing. I will hear again. I will see again. I will move my arm again. Whatever. Whatever the limitation might be. I will do this again. Period. Why? It's guaranteed by God. I will do that. And so I'll, I will seek until. I will believe until. Not just I'm committed to seeking, I'm committed to finding. I'm committed to the open door. I'm committed to the response to my request. Everybody with me? I don't want to just be the hamster on the wheel. I'm committed to running. No, no. I'm committed to getting somewhere. Everybody with me. That's why the Lord tells us the outcome before we even get to the question. He gives us the promise and doesn't just dwell on need. When we see the outcome, I'll do this for you. I'll be this for you. I'll, I'll provide this for you. I'll, I'll, I'll make this way. Then we can say, oh, good. Then I am set up to succeed. Amen. I remember when Lacey right here was committed to having a baby took a while. She was committed to having a baby, and she finally had the baby. Hallelujah. I know lots of you were committed to things, and you saw the result. You saw the outcome. 
you continually see, see the outcome. Amen. Well, I have trouble breathing. Could be committed to breathing again. Well, I can't eat this. Be committed to it. I will eat this again. Amen. I, I kind of think of it like the person looking for oil. I mean, if you have any indication that it's there, dig until you find it. I don't know a whole lot of... Pastor Wade knows about oil finding. You probably could illustrate it better than me, but I imagine if you know it's there, sometimes you have to go down a ways, right? And it doesn't always come quickly. Nope. See? There's a process. But if you know it's there and you're committed, we're going to dig until we strike oil. Well, then if the oil really is there, you will get to it. Yeah? I think we should dig until we strike oil. I'm talking in the spirit now, too. I think we should, we should pursue the things of God. We should seek after him and set our heart on him. And we are so committed to experiencing him, to hearing his voice, to having his blessings uh, manifest in our lives. It's not like, we're just going to see if this works. No, it works. God works. His word works. He is faithful. And so I'm going to do these things until I'm caught up in the glory. I'm going to, I'm going to experience God. I'm going, to, I'm going to find what I want. Hallelujah. So we're committed to the result. And then, then, then therefore, your actions are driven accordingly. This is my outcome, so I'm going to act in such a way that gets me there. Yeah? Well, what if I die? <laughs> you can't. You have to know what you want is there, so you could die looking for something that doesn't exist. What if I die, I mean, meaning I act in such a way that does, does me harm? You don't do that unless you know the outcome. I don't know if that made sense to you. It does, makes complete less sense to me right now. <laughs> I, I remember hearing, <laughs> hearing uh, about this woman who was totally into demonic stuff, and she was into, like, vampire, vampiring, whatever that is, you know. But, I mean, I know it's, people really do that kind of stuff. It's not just movies. People act that stuff out, and demons accommodate them. And, uh, but this woman was so committed to it, she had dental work done to give her fangs. And she was so upset at the other vampires in her circles that were doing these things because they weren't as committed as her. If you ever thought, well, I know some Christians that are just really not very committed. They have trouble with that in the vampire world, too. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes Satanists are just not as nearly as committed as they need to be <laughs> to get their paganism to work. But I just think about if someone that confused and really deceived with darkness is so committed to that stuff, and then we are not. I mean, thank God we don't have to do dental work in order to be a Christian. <laughs> but but the, the extent of, of taking extreme measures 
extreme activities to demonstrate commitment. Is a, that's how things work. That's how, that's how marriage works. One of the big things that make a marriage work is the commitment. Now, the problem is in our society with that, it's called no-fault divorce. So that sets everyone else, that sets everyone up to be not fully committed. They know they can get out if they want to. They don't even have to have a good reason. We're incompatible. We're irreconcilable in our differences. You know, there's all these little loopholes in these ways out, so people say we're committed, and too many times they're really not. I'm not happy anymore. Well, tough. <laughs> you said until death, or as long as we both shall live, so not happy is not relevant. <laughs> See, we don't even like to hear that, do we? We think, uh, no, that's important. That's a way out. No, it's not a way out. Not if you're a Christian. But that shows why things sometimes don't work. The commitment is what makes it work. It's an all-in, full-hearted commitment to a task that makes you make it work. If there's no way out, you figure it out. Isn't that what... Uh, uh, Tozer has that one of his famous quotes about faith. Faith puts yourself intentionally in a position to where you can't get out, right? Something to that effect, where you can't change. It's like, I'm fully committed. It's, it's Peter stepping out of the boat when Jesus said, come on the water. It's this right there. That's commitment. No, I'm not saying if you just commit to doing that without Jesus calling you out on the water, it's going to work. It's not. But when Jesus calls you out, when Jesus says something to you in his word or by his spirit, it does take one of these to make the power manifest. We want to do this, you know. <laughs> right? Let me test the waters. Let me see if this works. Well, <laughs> and then you'll say, my foot keeps going right through. It keeps going right through the water. Well, of course it does. There's no all in. There's no sink or swim there. Hallelujah. <laughs> what actions have you taken that are driven by your commitment to the result? I know what God said is true. Fact. I can't change it. It just is. Based on that, I'm going to do, I'm going to step out of the boat. I'm going to cast my blind garment away like blind Barmaeus did. I'm, because of what the Lord said, that drives my actions. I'm committed to the result. It's just going to be that way. Amen, 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 amen. I believe the Lord wants to speak to people. He wants to talk to you so you have something to act on. He wants to show himself strong in you. And it's not about feeling or seeing it first. 
But when you know his word, now you act accordingly. It changes everything. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You ever heard of a, you ever heard of a, a deep dive? Sometimes when people talk about a subject and they're going to, they're gonna, we're going to do a deep dive into this issue. We're really going to tear it apart and, 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 and look deeper into it. I think we should do that. I think that might be a good description of seeking. Seeking the Lord. I'm going to do it. We're going to do a deep dive. I think we should deep dive tonight. Yeah. Meaning we're, we're going to press in. We're going to press on. We're going to seek the Lord. We're going to, uh, you know, do a comprehensive analysis of God and his plan and his will and his word. There's something about in the Lord when you put your mind on him that you get get to a place that you don't get from just kind of glancing at him. Hey, Jesus. No, but hey, (laughs) we're going in. I'm here to see you. I'm here to find you. I'm here to talk with you. I'm here to listen to you. I'm just here. Well, it's already been like four minutes. (laughs) I'm here until. Seek and you will find. Or I like to think of it this way sometimes. Seek until you find. Since the finding is the guarantee, that's God's part. He guarantees you will find. Well, what are we going to do? I'm just going to seek until I do find. I'm going to call on him until I do get, 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 get a response. You know, and then our focus can be so helpful. Almost like a laser. You know, how you can take light. And light can be like what it is here. Or it can be focused all the way down to a laser. When it's a laser, it cuts. And light can become very, very powerful. Amen. As a kid, we would burn up the ants and stuff on the sidewalk (laughs) with the magnifying glass. Take that light and it would burn. Amen. Our focus on the Lord can be powerful. Praise God. I wrote down a few scriptures. Let me just read them to you. All right. Psalm 34, verse 10. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack for any good thing. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? That's the Lord's guarantee. I will not lack for any good thing. Say, well, I'm lacking in a few good things. Well, there you go. Seek the Lord until you don't. It's guaranteed that you won't. So seek the Lord until you don't. Psalm 119, verse 2. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. I mean, if you can seek God with a whole heart, that means you could seek him with a half heart. Anything less than a whole heart? So if we could say that, could, we, could you sing to him half-heartedly? Yeah, could you pray to him and your mind's kind of somewhere else? You're not fully committed to what you're even praying. Yeah. But those who seek him with their whole heart, that's what he's looking for. In Proverbs 2, verse 4 and 5, talking about understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures... 
then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Who understands? Who finds knowledge? Those who seek as for silver or hidden treasures. Come on, how many, we've all lost things before in our home or in our car, maybe a wallet, maybe a ring, maybe, maybe something of, of importance and of value, and not always did you find it right away. So what did you do? You tore the place apart. I mean, you tore up things and pulled everything out, and it's like, ah, this is in here somewhere. And because it's so valuable to you, you do whatever is necessary and take however long you need to take. You miss your TV show, you miss going to bed on time, or you do all kinds of things to uh, because you need that item, whatever it is, and you don't want to lose it, so you're going to take whatever time needed, and you're going to go for it. Inconvenience yourself. But when we seek the Lord, let's see. Uh, Lord, I got five minutes and I'm committed to giving you all of them. <laughs> no, wrong motive. I, I, I'm, I'm not committed to finding my ring in the, in the car somewhere for five minutes. I'm committed to finding the ring. The time is not really the issue. I want to find as quick as possible, yeah. And I want to get answers from the Lord as quick as possible, of course, but it's the outcome that I'm committed to. As silver, as hidden treasure, we seek. And then, uh, let me give you two more. First, uh, First Chronicles 28, 9, David speaking to Solomon. As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing mind For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all intents of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. This is just David telling his son, you seek him, you're going to find him. It sounds like Jesus. You seek him, you're going to find him. It's going to be so good. You're going to find God. Isn't that a great thing to say? A great test, part of your testimony. So what's going on with you? I found God. <laughs> you did? Where was he? I can't tell you. You have to seek him for yourself. <laughs> but I guarantee you, if you seek him, you'll find him too. Amen. It's like Psalm 91 talks about the secret place of the Most High. <gasps> Where is it? Uh... It's a secret. <laughs> if they tell you, then it's no longer a secret place. So go ahead and go there. I don't know where it is. Just look. Because the Lord wants you there. Proverbs eight seventeen. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Diligence in seeking. Amen. How do, we know what's, how do we know what's really in our heart? So, well, I, my heart is in the right place. Well, I don't know. I'm not here to make that judgment. Uh, my heart is in the... Well, Jesus taught, well, you can know what's in your heart by what you do with your mouth and what you do with your money. Those are the two indicators of what's in our heart. How do I act in this life of seeking? Well, watch what you say and watch what you spend your money on. That'll tell you. Hallelujah. 
But I believe the Lord wants us to be committed to the promise, committed to what he said would happen. And we don't give up until we see in our, in our lives the manifestation of what he said. You promised me this, I, and I want this, or I need this, and you promised me that. Good. Then, then the next step is, is to say, and Lord, I will have it. I will see this. This will be my experience in life. Amen. Praise God. Let's all stand up.